Welcome back to another episode of Jake's Ticks. My name is Jake. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the podcast. And on this week's episode, we are going to be looking at Ben Simmons and his new situation in um, Philly and Kyrie and his situation in Brooklyn. So let's get started with Ben Simmons. So sounds like things have gone from I don't want to be here, I don't want to play here, to actually showing up talking to the team, getting, you know, back into the swing of things after a few months of sort of a question mark on whether he would actually play or not or return. Um, and this is where things are at the moment. And it's very kind of surprising. Um, I guess uh, basically just came out of nowhere and came back into the fold. And it sounds like um, wants to actually get back into the good graces of the 76 years and apparently rich paul orchestrated um the whole situation to start with ben simmons and they kind of just wanted to get out and then it seemed like it went totally 360 where ben simmons was talking to um players and i guess daryl morey and doc rivers both talked to rich paul about this but no one really knew that he was coming back he is kind of working on his physicals and his uh COVID safety protocols and basically I guess has to work out alone and has to wait five days um, or get five negative COVID tests and then um, he could come back so after you know five days of five straight negative COVID tests he can come back into the fold with this team so I want to talk about the fact that this is an interesting situation. Um, this is the first time over the summer, since the summer, that he's communicated with his uh, his team and his, his guys, um, Doc Rivers and Daryl Morey. Um, and apparently um, this is sort of where they're at right now. We don't know. This is still early. And so I don't really know if I can actually you know, 100% believe what's going on, because it seems very difficult, in my opinion, for someone to be, like, so gung-ho on leaving, to the point where there's rumors you're selling your house, and there's so much other stuff going on in the media that says that you are leaving, and then out of nowhere, you just show up, and you're like, oh, I'm good, I'm back. So, if I'm a Philadelphia fan, I'd be a little hesitant, because I don't know if this is true or not. If he's really back and, you know, ready to go. Or if it's kind of just like him being like, eh, we'll do it for now. And then if something comes up, it comes up, right? He's got about four years on his contract. So obviously there's nothing he can do in that regard. Um, But I think, you know, it's an interesting situation because also Joel Embiid came out and said that, you know, this team has kind of been built around him, Ben Simmons, and... You know, their relationship is kind of uh, faltered a little bit. And now the fact that he's coming back could change things. And maybe uh, at the end of the day, you know, there could be, you know, a situation in which, you know, Philadelphia actually works well with Ben Simmons and Pete comes back and they worked well together. Or honestly, this could just be um, sort of saving face for the sake of a trade. Maybe... Houston um, is interested or Indiana or these other teams maybe if you know Ben Simmons comes back um, maybe you know if it looks like he's actually like 
actually trying to play and, you know, get along with teammates and owners and coaches and whatnot. Maybe that helps his case if teams want to trade for him. Because if you're a three-time All-Star who can't really shoot the basketball and you love playing basketball in a city and you love your teammates and you love being sort of that player's player that everybody wants to have, then it's easy to get moved even if you have flaws in your game. Whereas if you're doing this, let's just not play and sit out and kind of, you know, not have a good situation and just make everything difficult. Teams aren't going to like that. And so if it gets to the point where he's kind of in the good graces, at least in the media's eyes and the eyes of the fans, then maybe it's easier for the 76ers to move him. And maybe that's kind of the end goal. And maybe Ben Simmons comes back realizing that the way to actually get traded is to be someone who works hard and maybe he'll sit down with you know Daryl Morey and Doc Rivers and Rich Paul and you know his agents uh agency and all that other stuff and be like okay I'm gonna come back solely just to save face a little bit try and make our situation look a little bit better so then I can get traded and maybe that's what's gonna happen right maybe Ben Simmons will boost his uh trade market a little bit because of um what's going on here so do I believe he's coming back to kind of stick with Philly, be in the fold, be a part of this team long term? I don't know. But part of me believes he's doing this just to kind of save face a little bit, make sure, you know, his brand isn't tainted, maybe play a little bit of the season and then next season comes around and he gets traded when he's looked at a little bit more um, favorably because, you know, I think that's his ultimate goal is to eventually leave Philadelphia and play somewhere that he actually wants to play, um, and it sounds like Los Angeles is where he wants to go, whether that's the Lakers, the Clippers, whether he plays in Sacramento, whether he plays in um, Golden State, um, I think eventually he's going to want to move to the West Coast eventually, and um, I think this is more him coming back, mending fences, making it look like things are actually going to work in the right direction, and I think it's kind of with the help of Rich Paul trying to make his brand look a little bit better than it is right now. Because if you're like, yeah, I'm just not interested in playing here, and you make it difficult, which at times it seemed like it was a little bit difficult on the end of Ben Simmons, um, I think that's a better look. And I think for him and for his team, they might get a little bit more value out of it if this guy looks like someone who's actually like intent on you know, playing, if you're like, yeah, I don't really want to be here, but I'm going to stay as long as I can and, you know, make a good situation out of this and try and break off mutually, then that's fine. If you're like, yeah, I don't want to be here, I'm not playing, I'm not doing any of that, then teams aren't going to like that because they're going to look at the situation and say, okay, if you're going to do this here, why, you know, won't, what makes me believe you won't do it in my city, right? So I think at the end of the day, that's kind of, kind of where they are um and if Ben Simmons gets traded who knows but to me I think there's a lot of places he could end up and um I don't think he's 100% just sticking around um I think you know this is a, a media saving face type situation so I wouldn't be surprised if um he plays a little bit of the season and I wouldn't be surprised if Ben Simmons is um, is here. He did pass his physical, and he had a brief uh, meeting 
with the front office. This is according to uh, ESPN, um, I guess, uh, is still ineligible to participate until Friday at the earliest. Um, and uh, it was the first conversations with Daryl Morey and Elton Brand since August. Um, so maybe he'll get to play in their preseason game against Detroit on Friday. Maybe he'll have to wait. Um, and I'm pretty sure he is fully vaccinated. So obviously it's not a situation where the vaccine was an issue like other players will talk about. But um, it's definitely surprising, to say the least. And I think, um, you know, it's an interesting situation overall, and we don't know what's going to happen. Um, I guess there was an interview with Doc Rivers, um, and um, publicly, he's unsure of the status of the trade uh, demand, and um, we don't really know what's going on. Uh, he said, I don't know. He's voiced that, but we'll see how it works out. So even Doc Rivers is skeptical as most 76ers fans should be skeptical because, again, I don't know how this is going. Um, this is uh, the situation, and I think um, eventually he's probably going to get moved just because this is a big deal. And the fact that you just kind of leave, you're done, and then you come back, I don't think they want to deal with that. And the fact of the matter is, over the last maybe two or three years, people have been saying that, um, you know, Ben Simmons and Embiid haven't worked out. And I think this is your perfect example to have a situation where you can go and trade him and be like, okay, well, everybody keeps saying it doesn't work between Ben and Joel Embiid. Now he doesn't want to be here anyways, and he's kind of saving face and coming back into the fold a little bit. And it's not worth it to keep him around and then they can justify it by going out and getting someone else. I think, obviously, um, the packages haven't been what they're looking for just because, you know, he would have gotten traded by now if the package was great. Um, teams have shown interest for sure, but it's one of those things where we just don't know. So, at the end of the day, I really just don't think um, Ben Simmons will be here long term. But he's trying to, you know, make a better situation out of this and, you know, make things right. I do think Philadelphia has a ton of flaws on their own. And I think there's uh, a lot of things that honestly just uh, are not um, at this point, um, you know, figured out yet. They don't really have a good core of starters besides, I guess, Ben Simmons and, and Bede and Tobias Harris. There's a, a bunch of young guys who or in the eyes of Philly and their fans, top tier, whereas in the eyes of the NBA, they're a little bit less than that. So I think at this point, you know, this is a step in the right direction for Philadelphia. If Ben Simmons sticks around long-term, that's great. If Ben Simmons doesn't, then, yeah, that's a different situation. And I guess uh, we won't really know too much right now because um, that is a uh, an interesting situation that we will have to... Um, have to look at uh, so yeah moving on to Kyrie Irving who is one of the probably toughest players to work with in the NBA and this is about as interesting of a situation as you can get so Kyrie is probably the most vocal 
and most notable player who has not gotten vaccine yet. And apparently, there is more of a wrinkle to this story. So, first and foremost, Brooklyn is just New York itself. You won't be able to play home games in New York City if you're not vaccinated. That's how it is. So, the Knicks, the Nets, Golden State Warriors, if you don't actually have a vaccine, you can't play. Which is one of the reasons why Andrew Wiggins forced himself to get the vaccine. And he said it was solely so he could actually play and didn't want to, you know, not... He didn't want to sit out, right? So there are a lot of people, I'm sure, who are in these areas that got the vaccine whether they want to or not solely so they could play their games. Now, Kyrie is unvaccinated, and I guess uh, the team itself has said they don't want him playing this year if this is how it's going to be. So he has a right to choose what he wants to do, but this choice restricts him from being a full-time member of this team. And uh, we will not permit any member of our team to participate with part-time availability. And this is um, this is what General Manager Sean Marks has said about the situation. So um, Steve Nash has come out and said, you know, this is the situation. Has come out and said the sort of the same things that Marks has said. Um, that um, you know you shouldn't be allowed to do anything if you're kind of part-time right he wouldn't be able to play at home or in Golden State or against the Knicks um, so basically I guess uh, on an Instagram live video uh, Kyrie Irving said that nobody should be forced to do anything with their bodies and that his decision was not politically motivated um, and basically um, this is all from like a CNN article that was talking about it and whatnot um, and uh yeah, he also said, what would you do if you felt uncomfortable going into the season when you were promised that you have exemptions or that you didn't have to be forced to get the vaccine? Uh, this wasn't an issue before the season started. This wasn't something that I foresaw coming when I prepared for it and had the chance to strategize on what was going to be best for me and my family. So this is a tough situation. And, you know, they also said in uh, Brooklyn that they're not offering him an extension their contract so I believe um, that you know Kevin Durant Kyrie uh, James Harden they're the three best players Durant James Harden they're gonna get contract extensions I think KD already got his um, but in terms of Kyrie uh, they have just said now that he's not getting one at the moment so at this point we have Kyrie Irving who has been saying I'm not getting vaccinated I'm not dealing with this and then we have the team who is coming back 100% saying, yeah, well, then you're not going to participate this season. So, obviously, Kyrie is 100% uh, free to make his own choices, free to get vaccinated or not get vaccinated. But the team is also doing the best interest for them. And they have every right to say, okay, if you don't want to get vaccinated, that's your right. But our right as players and coaches and uh, organization is that you're just not going to play for us. And you're not going to participate in practices. You're not going to travel because it's our right to keep everyone safe and to do what we feel is right. And it's hard to build a team and get lineups set up when half the time you're going to be sitting on the bench and half the time you can play. And it's a lot of work and obviously, you know, that's something that they don't really want to deal with. So Kyrie Irving, this is nothing new to me uh, and it's nothing new to anybody. And the fact of the matter is Kyrie Irving might be and this is just kind of the icing on the cake. 
he might be the hardest player to work with in the NBA and one of the hardest players to work with in NBA history. He is a top 10 point guard and playing his best, he is in the conversation for a top 5 spot as a top 5 point guard in the NBA. And that's no debate. If he's playing his best, he is very, very good. But the fact of the matter is, he is a player who played in Cleveland and basically ghosted the whole team in Cleveland and said, I'm done, I'm leaving, get me out of here, and was traded to Boston. And it seemed like things were a lot better in Boston because at that time, he wanted to be his own player. He didn't want to be in LeBron James' shadow. He wanted to have a career. And you get this situation where you are going to Boston, where you are the man, where you are getting this sort of playing time, and you're going to be the one who is like in charge. And he didn't want that either, and he was like, you know what? I'm going to stick around. I'm going to be in Boston long-term if they'll have me. And then halfway through the season, you know, the All-Star break comes, and he's talking to Durant, and all these pictures are floating, and everyone's like, well, he's not staying, and he didn't stay, and it was kind of a tough situation because... This guy really didn't get a chance to play in Boston with injuries and whatnot, and then he leaves, and so now you have a totally different situation in which Kyrie is in Brooklyn, where he wanted to go with Durant, and now he's kind of saying, like, okay, I'm not getting vaccinated, and, you know, this is um, something that uh, will happen, and, you know, this is a tough situation, um, and, you know... I think um, there's nothing he can really do. I mean, if you say this is not something that I foresaw coming when I prepared for it, I mean, you probably should have because, you know, you're going to lose $15.5 million this season if you don't play any home games. And the fact of the matter is, obviously, at some point, if most of the NBA gets vaccinated, they're going to get to a point where they're like, okay, if you don't get vaccinated, you can't play. I think that's something that the NBA will say at some point because they want all their players vaccinated because that's the way things are going, right? You could get the Johnson & Johnson, get one shot, and then you'll be good to go. But no, Kyrie doesn't want to get vaccinated, and that's his right as an American. But it's also the team's right to say, look, you don't want to get vaccinated, you're not playing. And this could definitely hurt his potential of getting some sort of a contract next season. Right, If he's a free agent, he doesn't want to get vaccinated, he's a difficult player as it is, it's going to be hard for teams out there to actually be like, look, I know you're a great player when you're healthy and when things are going right, but a lot of things aren't going right, and it's hard for me to justify paying you $20, $30 million to basically just potentially sit on the bench for four years because you're just not happy with something and you, know, you don't want to get vaccinated or whatever. So this is an interesting situation because... It's not like Brooklyn needs him to be successful. They could use him for sure. But at the end of the day, you got to make a decision as a team based on what's best for your team and not best for the player. So it's tough because Kyrie, you know, is someone who apparently doesn't care about the money, doesn't really care about any of this other stuff, um, and just wants to have his freedoms. And, you know, he's one of those, you know, guys who's always been vocal about that. And it is what it is, right? And so, will this affect his relationship with Kevin Durant and James Harden? Will this affect his relationship with the Brooklyn Nets? Will this affect his relationship throughout the NBA? Because we've seen how he acted in Cleveland, in Boston, and Brooklyn. And I feel like every time Kyrie got traded, everybody felt like it was okay. Like, he got traded to Boston from Cleveland. 
And besides the fans in Cleveland, you know, everyone else was like, all right, he's doing what he wants. He's in a new situation. He wants to be happy. Then he goes to Brooklyn from Boston. And besides the Boston fans, everyone in the NBA was like, all right, Kyrie's a great player. He wants to play with Durant. He wants to, you know, go to uh, somewhere else, have a good, you know, situation for him. And I think, you know, every single situation that has taken place um, for Kyrie, every fan of the NBA, a lot of people who like sport have been like, oh, it's okay. You know, he's doing what he wants. He wants this. He wants this. You know, he's doing this for himself. Um, and that's fine. But now I think it's sort of that the end uh, for him. And so um, if uh, Kyrie wants to stick with this, um, that's how it is, but eventually it could get to a point where it just breaks uh, the relationship in half between Brooklyn and Kyrie to the point where, let's say, halfway through the season, he's like, you know what, I'm getting the vaccine, I was wrong, and I want to play. Well, maybe Brooklyn doesn't want that. Maybe Brooklyn's already, you know, made up their decision, and they're like, you know what, we're done. We don't want to, you know, have you play, we don't want any of this, and then maybe they move him because uh, of this so there is um you know something where you know later on he could get traded if he does want to get a vaccine and the team is like you know what this is not what we want because you are just not working and things have gone wrong and there's nothing you can do to change the situation you've already broken this bond and you know i think there could be some serious issues and the fact of the matter is Kyrie's not the greatest player to work with, even though he might be one of the better point guards in the league. I just think at the end of the day, they're probably going to have to deal with the situation at hand, and maybe that means he doesn't end up playing in Brooklyn this year. Maybe he gets traded. Who knows? But this is an all-changing situation, and I hope that Kyrie figures it out, and I hope that he realizes that maybe this stance of not getting vaccinated just seems a little outlandish, and... The fact of the matter is people are dying from COVID and many of the people, at least in the recent, who are getting sicker and sicker are people who haven't taken the vaccine for whatever reason. And if Kyrie wants to do that, not take the vaccine and risk what could come of that, maybe that's fine for him. But I think, you know, it's going to hurt his NBA career. It's going to hurt his image and it's eventually going to hurt his chances of playing basketball again because no one's going to want someone who's a free agent who might be a great basketball player, but is going to cause you more headaches than you need. And in any situation, that's tough to deal with. And the fact of the matter is, if there's no Kevin Durant helping out, you know, Kyrie's not going to really have a place to go. You know, there are a lot of players that like working with him, but teams probably don't want to deal with it, especially seeing as he's been on three teams and he's caused problems with all three of them. That's not a good look, so... Most likely this is going to hurt Kyrie's chances at actually having a good situation in the future.